morning, everybody. Andre asked me whether, I, whether he can move these things around so I have space to walk, and I said, I'm not allowed to. I need to stand here. <laughs> not that I, I actually need to stay close to my notes today. I think I really I want everybody, and I think we should be just under 50. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just first, before I get you, I'm just so blessed by worship. Sure. Always just surprised by how just the, the amount of effort that, that Jesus went through to get here to save us. I mean, it's, it's amazing. He went through everything. He's the uh, creator of heaven and earth, yet he came down to show the way. Died on the cross. And when, and when we sing those songs, which, which we know, it's just something happens where why would he go through so much effort for us? It just shows of a love that he's got for all of us. And my message today is for all of us. It's not just for some, it's for everybody. And um, it's not going to be that profound or maybe, I think even when Carl spoke, I said, that's for me. It's not going to be that, but it might, hopefully it will be powerful that it will change us. Oh, actually, I'm on, oh, let me just get there first. I had to give my, um, my verses to you, and I forgot. So to start off, so the message... Uh, the, the theme of my, 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 my sermon today is healthy body, healthy church. Um, and I really feel it. So it says not, might not that be well or, or, uh, or profound, but I really believe that everybody in this room, if we grasp the importance of this and, we, uh, and the penny drops and we subscribe to the truth about the church, that she will become everything God has intended for her to be. So it's really for everybody here. So please, it's for all of us. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to simplify the preach to obviously it helps me to sim- keep it simple. Um, so that so you all understand the significance of what it takes to be a healthy church. And that how we can get there collectively. So it is for everybody. I'm probably not going to yeah, is it Coke? I just drink Coke. No, it's fine. No, I'm not. So this is important for me for you guys to, to so I might repeat myself a couple of times. It's just because I need you guys to catch on to this. And it's something that God has been speaking to me for a while now. And I really firmly believe that if we grasp, if we understand, if we subscribe as a church, all of us, all of us, young, old, even my mom, especially my mom, and I'm joking, she's wonderful, that this thing will become all that Christ has intended her to be. So let's start with just start with scripture. We can do first one. So one Corinthians twelve, twelve to thirteen. So I hope it's the New Living Translation. It is simple. It's, it's it helps me, but it talks about the human body. It says the human body has many parts. Um, has many parts, but many parts make up only one body. So it is with the body of Christ. So many parts, one body. Some of us are Jews. Some of us are Gentiles. Some of us are slave, and some are free. But we have all been baptized into Christ's body by one spirit. And we have all received the same spirit. So with that opening, it is all about, um, it's all about one body, many parts. When you've come to Christ, when you come to made a decision to follow Jesus as your Savior, that moment we are all baptized into one body by the same spirit. Um, and then Paul goes on about, and he talks about the various parts, and everybody is almost wanting to um, 
not compete with one another. He says, you can't, if you're a hand, say, I'm not part of the body because I'm not the foot or the ear because I, I can't hear. And effectively, that speaks about harmony. So as all various parts, we need to work in harmony with one another. Verse 27, so the only thing I've put it there is, all of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is part of it. So again, the, the emphasis there is all. We all, when we are, we're all baptized into this one body by the same spirit. Now, this spirit also, this spirit also gives us spiritual gifts. Um, 1 Corinthians 12, 7, it might be there. It says, a spiritual gift is given to each of us as a means of helping the entire church. So the gifts, again, the gifts are there not for me, so I can become powerful. It's all about me. The gifts are there so we can help one another. Then again, so I'm getting into the theme there where everybody baptized into the church, everybody's been given a spiritual gift. So I actually want to read some of those spiritual gifts. That's, I thought maybe just, and it's not about this. It's just so we can have a good idea as to what the gifts are. Um, and we're going we're gonna, to, in about two weeks from now, we're going to, in our communities, we're going to talk about the gifts. We're going to do a practical equipping of gifts, go through the theory, and then also comes to the practical side of things. So you need to stick around for that. But if we read this, I uh, read the spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. This, the same Spirit gives great faith. Someone else, a gift of healing. He gives a person the power of performance of, of miracles and the other ability to prophesy. So there's all sorts of gifts that's been handed out to different people, not just to one person. And, and that's important again. To different people, to all of us, all of us, these gifts are given when we come to know Christ. And at the end, he says in, in, in 11, verse 11 says, It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should get. Interesting. So we don't get to decide which gifts we've got. Therefore, it's not because you are great or you've asked it in a way. Holy Spirit decides which is the gift you are going to operate in. Again, so we need everybody. So first of all, he's given gifts to everybody. Everybody's got, received gifts. Second thing is, he determines which gift is given to everybody. Nothing about me. The glory goes to him. And these gifts he's given to us, what is it for? It is to help one another. It's to help the body grow. And that's what I'm getting heading towards is a healthy body is a body that grows. The, a body cannot be healthy if all the parts aren't functioning. If there's one part of the body that's not functioning, we can't be healthy. Think about it. If we, you might think you're healthy, but if you're in a wheelchair, you're not that healthy. You can't get from A to B as quick as you need to get because a part in the body that's been baptized in is maybe not doing their function as God and the Holy Spirit has described them to be. All need to play that part. So, like I said, I might repeat myself. Um, the main thing here is for us to know gifts, not for me. Gifts is for the one next to me. I need the vet's gift. Otherwise, I can't grow. My gift, it may be helpful to Carl. Without my gift, Carl can't be the person that he's called to be. And, and it's, again, it's not my gift. Remember, I've been given this gift by the Holy Spirit, the one who works in all of us, the one who's planted us, baptized us into the body. All right. Do with the Bible. Let's put this over here. Let's do it because I just saw it. Thanks, Andre. Um, now, um, 
I've always wanted to know the, the reason for the church. I'm sure a lot of you also think, what, what the church, why the church? And even this morning when, uh, when, we spoke, when we sang about Christ coming to earth, show the way, paid the price on the, on the cross for our justification, he had a plan with everything. And he had a plan with the church. And if you, in Ephesians somewhere we read, I think it's Ephesians 3, where it says, he's chosen or his plan was for the church, the body of Christ, to make the manifold wisdom known to the unseen rulers and to the principalities. Why would he have done that? Why not choose one or two gifted people for them to go out there, proclaim the gospel, and we'll all come and we come to say, no, he didn't. He chose everybody. That was his master plan for everybody in this church. That's part of the body of Christ. You've chosen us to make his manifold wisdom known. So everybody's got a part to play. Um, and then, uh, so I've thought about this, and, and I think when we prepared for the leaders camp, then God spoke to me, or he took me to Ephesians 4, um, 11 to 16. I'm going to spend some time on that because I feel like this could be, that was Jesus' plan with the church. And I want to go a bit about it. So hopefully in this, you will realize the part that you've got to play, I've got to play. And if we all of us collectively do this, that she will become all that Christ intended for her to be. So it's important for you to, to get this. So before I get there, uh, just a bit of trivial, trivial knowledge. I know some of the guys, some of the bright guys like France like these things. So there are, I'm just joking, there's five. Do you know that we've got five vital organs that essential for the survival of the church? So the importance there is five. So who, which, do we know the five? We should know the five. The five is the brain. The heart, the lung, the liver, and kidney. So kidney, we've got two. We can live with one. But those five are essential. If you haven't got these five, you can still, you can probably still come from A to B, but we won't be healthy. We will not be healthy. We need these five vital organs in our body. Now, the brain, probably the most important of the lot. We arguably, some of us use it more than others, but the brain is the one that controls and... Um, coordinator actions and reaction it helps us to think help us to have emotion sends those signals to the right places in the body that's what the brain does and obviously more to it then we've got the heart heart also pretty important it's that organ that sends that that receives blood and sends blood to all the parts in our body without blood also the blood's not actually organ but blood is important we need to get there it needs to get to the various vital if the blood is not in the finger the finger dies the blood needs to be everywhere also, the other part of it, I think, is the, the liver. So the liver is, and I'm very, I'm dumbing this down for my benefit. The liver is just make sure that it coordinates the blood to make sure the blood is keep stays healthy. So everything goes to the liver. Everything that's not lacquer, it sorts it out and bypasses somewhere else, which I won't go into too much detail on that. That's what the liver does. And the kidney, the kidney again, is does the balancing. It balances our. Um, Minerals, water, and salt. Lung is like a, it's a mechanism where it actually exchanges gas. It's weird, not like we know gas. It actually brings the good gas in oxygen. Oxygen comes in to the red blood cells and carbon dioxide goes out. That's what the lungs do. It's important that it brings good gas, oxygen in, bad gas, the carbon dioxide goes out. So that's physically what we need for us to be able to sustain. So we need these five. Guess what? In verse 11, it's been on there. The 
Jesus has given five gifts to the church. And I feel if we haven't, these five are again essential for the church to be able to be healthy. And we read about the five. So he is, he is, um, he is the one who gives us these gifts. This is what Jesus says. Mine is always, always funny. It's always different, the translations. Not used as a yes, it's the apostle so it's given us so Jesus has given us five gifts. Maybe I just want to give it show you in my Bible. And it's and it's just like that. It says um, these gifts are now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. So we've got the five equivalent to the so these are essential. A quick freebie before we go on. How do we get, how do we remember these five? We now know the five essentials for our body, and it is the heart, the brain, the lung, the liver, and the kidney. The five are, you got, it's also called the five-fold ministry. So we've got five fingers. That's why I'm keeping my hand up, so pay attention now. The teacher is the pinky. That's the one that goes into our ear. It makes sure that we hear the truth. That's what the teacher does. Richard is a very good teacher. Then he's also the next one. He's a pastor. The one with my ring finger on, that's the one that actually marries us. That's the pastor. Then we've got the finger that is the longest, reaches the furthest. It's the evangelist, goes to places, um, and then you are definitely that. The way she gets people into church is amazing. You, you've got evangelist gift. You've got that definitely on you. And then the next is this one. What does this one do? It's the prophet, thus saith the Lord. And that's the one that, that comes in and encourages us. Seeing say things God has done. And then the fifth one is the, uh, is the apostle. It's the one that holds the hand together. It's the one that plants churches. It's the one that actually comes and he, when there's new elders, you go to the apostle. The apostle says, yes, okay, fine. These guys can be released into that specific church. So there we go, the fivefold. So these five gifts have been given to the church for what? Equip the saints for the ministry. That's verse 12. And equip the saints for the ministry. They're not the ones doing the work. They're the ones that equip us, which is important. Equip us and they encourage us. That's what these five gifts do. And we've got that within our church. There is, not necessarily we've got, there's gifts like that within the Josh Gen, they fill all these gifts. And their task is to do that. So maybe 12 is, we spoke about the equipping of the saints for the ministry of God. Um, and they equip us. This will continue until we come to unity in our faith and our knowledge of Christ. So this will continue. So what they do, they equip until we come to that point where there's unity in faith. That is a brilliant place to be because I think still now amongst us, there's some differences on faith. How do we believe? What do we believe in? How can I believe? This will continue until we come to that unity where and knowledge of Christ, and know the way we see Jesus, the way we believe in Him, the way we follow Him, will be the same way. And that is what these five gifts do. So very important that we get to that place. And He says, when we get to that place, and I know I'm jumping around, we've done the first part, we'll become mature in Christ, measuring up to the full and complete standard of, of Christ. That's what we ultimately want to become. Us as elders, our responsibility is to make sure that you guys are mature in Christ, that we all measure up to that full, complete standard, that we all are unis, uni, unified in our faith and our knowledge of Jesus. That's what he's called us to be. 
And then he goes to verse 14 where he says, uh, We're no longer immature like children where we're being tossed to and fro by the wind, by new teachings. And new teachings comes, but it won't phase us. Why? Because we are unified in our knowledge of Christ and our faith in Christ Jesus. And uh, so when new teachings come, we, we won't get bothered. When things come about Corona or about this or about that doctrine or that teaching, we're not swayed left or right because of the equipping that has taken place within us. Then the, the, the next one is we actually want to more focus on. Is that instead, we'll, we'll speak the truth in love. And that's it's, the love is important. Even when I spoke about the gifts previously, if you go from... Um, uh, 12, chapter 12 to chapter 13, it talks about, it's the love chapter where he says all of these things. If, you get, if you've got all of the gifts, but you haven't got love, it's worthless. It doesn't count for anything. But now because we've been equipped, we've been changed, we've been, we've been unified, we'll now come to a place where we um, speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of the church. So we can see of a bit of what that happens, why it's important for us to be part of a body. What is the, the use of coming to church? Why it's important for us to not stay away or to not, um, I won't say make excuses because sometimes there is bad excuses, not to come to community because in community is where the, uh, the equipping actually does take place. But now it comes to verse 16, which is quite important for me. That's, that's where I want to get, where I end this, um, this, this, this session, session on is, it says, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special um, work. It helps the other part grow so that the whole body is healthy, growing, full of love. Okay, let's go back there. Christ holds everything together. He is the one that's given these, these gifts. He says he holds the whole body perfectly together. He has given individually special gifts, gifts of the Spirit, so we can do what he's called us to do. Now the thing is there, if we don't do what we are supposed to do, the body won't grow. We will not get to that position of health where he wants us to be. So important for us is to realize that every single one has got a part to play today. We've been given gifts and we need to come and bring those gifts so that I could help the other part next to me to grow, to become all that she is, all that the body is meant to be, all that the church has, has called it to be. Um, so, yeah. Just so, so just on that, um, I think that's for me. Often, as as leaders, elders, we get frustrated because we always want to get people to be committed to be. Um, Influencing, but for me, as the Bible clearly says, that we will not do, we won't get a place where only 20 can do 100% of the work. That's never been his plan. His always plan has always been one body, many parts. Everybody's got a part to play. Um, when we when we've got came to know Christ, it's for us we were born into this body, baptized into this body, so he can um, use us individually to make the body stronger. I think ultimately for us, we want to be that, that, that body of Christ, that bride of Christ, which Jesus doesn't come back for one day. He's only going to come back for a spotless bride, one that where the body functions in its whole, um, when the whole body is functioning, that is the one he's going to come for. Um, 
And that's what he needs. So like I said, all of us needs to work together to, to be the body that he's called us to be. Um, and, that's, and that's his plan. So th- I think the, 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 the challenge that I want to put forward to, to everybody here today is, uh, do you see yourself as part of the body of Christ? First thing. So that's important. Um, question you need to answer. It sounds fairly straightforward. Yes, I do. For you to be part of the body of Christ, and, and the only qualification for you is to be, you need to be a follower of Christ. You need to put him, you've made a decision in your life that he will be the one you're going to follow. That is the, the important thing. The second thing is, do you know your spiritual gift? And are you currently helping, supporting, growing the guys next to you? Now you might say no, I'm not sure, and that's also fine. The fact of the matter is Christ has given, the Spirit has given us these gifts. In two weeks' time, like I mentioned, we're going to have a time where we're going to do a lot of equipping, where the equipping will take place, where we'll become all that Christ has called us to be. He's going to speak to people about the spiritual gifts, and then we can come and do that. And then the other thing is, um, to, be a, to be a true follower of Christ, what has He called us to be? He says it's difficult. A lot of times people would say that they love the body, if they love the, the, the head, but not, they're not in love with the body. And, and that can't work. We have to love God, love his people. And even Jesus, when he, just before he got crucified, he actually he said to his disciples what's going to happen. And then he gave them these quite hard words in Luke 9, 23, 25, where it says, If any one of you want to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Turn from your selfish way, ambition. Um, take up your cross and follow me. If you try to keep your life for yourself, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. You'll find true life. And in this is what he's telling us there is we've got our own specific agenda, our own mission. And in this, what he says, if you want to be part of the body, you need to give up your own ambitions. You need to lay down your life, your agenda, your selfish ways. And we need to prioritize his ways, his purposes for your life, and his plan for the church. That is what he's called us to be. So it is, uh, we all need to buy into this. I think that's important for him. That is what he's called us to be. If we want to be serious about being a follower of Christ, he wants us to be serious about our commitment, not to the church, but to the body of Christ, knowing that we've all got a part to play. We all need to become with specific gifts. To give that. And once we've done it, once we come and allow the gifts, the gifts to operate, the gifts to equip us, the gifts to bring us to unity in our knowledge of Christ and in our faith, and we become mature in Him, we come, um, we're measuring up to His full and complete standard, then the bride will become all that she's called her to be. And for that, I really, the, so my, my, Prayer for all of us today is to have that, to realize that we all need to do something. And that's not, you, do, you just need to bring the gift that God has given to you. Nothing in our own strength. Again, it's not by works. Don't, if that has gone out, it's definitely not by works. It's by what is being placed in our heart. And if we can bring that as a part of the body, He wants to use us. That's the amazing part that he chose to use every single one of us, no matter how young or how old. He wants to use us. And I pray that for us today, 
that that thing will come to realization that we, the body needs every part to be able to function. If we, if we don't function the way he's called us, then we can never become all that he's called us to be. That's his plan. And he will not come back for a church or for a body that's not spotless, holy, truly righteous. He's going to come back for that. But for, that, for us to get there, it's important that we sign up for this thing called the church, being part of his body, to be able to come and share the gifts, to grow one another, to see that the best comes out of, of all of this. So there's, there's, two peop- oh, there's two groups I'd like to pray for. And that's it. That's, uh, that's what I want to talk about t- this morning is for everyone to realize that you need it, that God wants to use you, that you've got a powerful um, function and that he needs you to move um, for that function to be, um, to be given for his glory. I think just the main thing is to make yourself available be humble to know that that gift that he's given you, man, there's a lot of people in this room that I know that God has, has put special gifts on all of you, and he wants you to come and use it for his glory, for his kingdom, so that the bride can truly shine.